You're listening to an Irreverent Media podcast. Go to irreverent.fm to get more content from our phenomenal, fantastic friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Tiny Revolution, uh, a podcast allegedly about ordinary people living revolutionary lives and coming out semi-regularly. Um, let me tell you what, the there's a couple of things I know about myself, and it is I can only move as fast as I can move. And I used to really beat myself up about that. Um, but I am somebody who you might know struggles with anxiety and depression, you know, shout out to my trauma for that one. And there are days when my brain just will not work. Like something in me is just tired. And rather than pushing through, like I used to do, um, like in college when my body was telling me, I don't got it, I don't got it. And my brain would say, yes, you do, you have to we have to survive um that is what i i forced myself to do in college i over functioned and what i'm recognizing now is especially you know as we are now moving into a second year of a pandemic and our lives are still different we're still figuring out how to be together if we can be together um, how we should be together when we are together it's a whole big shitstorm still um I'm recognizing that I have a decreased capacity right now uh, to perform all the things that according to the job description that I created for myself, uh, I'm not getting them done as as fast as I want them to. Um, And part of it's depression, part of it's distraction, but also, you know, I, there really isn't a good reason besides I'm just tired. And what I recognized about myself yesterday is that rather than beating myself up for it, I was just like, all right, what does my body need? What do you need, body? And so I just stopped and I listened. And as I was allowing myself to just listen, my body was just like, I just need to rest. I just need to rest. And then I went through and was like, okay, so why are we tired? We're getting enough sleep. We're doing all these things. And I was like, well, you also just started like a new kind of workout thing that you've been going really hard on. And these legs, they're done. We can't, we can't do it. We can't do it. And I just said, okay, fine. We can't do it right now. And what would it be like for me to not guilt myself into it? And as per usual, when I allowed myself to rest, I am now back at it. I am now, I I woke up today just feeling so much motivation and drive and energy and desire to do the thing. Um, and so here I am sitting down at my desk doing it when I can do it because this is this is when I can do it, here I am. Um, so all that to say is that if you're out there and you are someone who is a doer like me, maybe you're an online creative or maybe you're just a normal person who has like responsibilities and duties and you're struggling to get them done even though there's quote unquote nothing wrong, um, it's okay. Um, as um, Miley Cyrus slash Hannah Montana said one time, everybody has those days, baby. <laughs> I was going to say everybody makes mistakes, but I've never made a mistake because it's almost Scorpio season and we don't make mistakes. Uh. <laughs> okay, with that out of the way, um, I guess a couple of little announcements before I introduce um, the the guest today, my guest of honor, a new internet friend, Stacey Chomiak who is the author of the new illustrated memoir, Still Stace, a gay Christian coming of age story. It's an illustrated memoir. And I think it might be like, I've never heard of an illustrated memoir aimed at like teens and young adults. Um, It definitely falls like more into um, like, uh, they're saying like it's aimed at teens, but at the same time, let me tell you what, Um, As a lover of children's books, as someone who's trying to work on a children's book now, uh, this is just delicious. Let me tell you what. 
So all that to say is we're going to, we're going to have some fun today. And I hope um, not only can you listen to the podcast now, but you can actually go to my YouTube channel and watch the conversation between me and Stacy, um, as well as if you are hard of hearing and you want to get the subtitles, those are available there too. So check that out if that feels appealing to you. Um, the announcements are, I think, for my own mental health and for the sake of regularity, I'm going to be going um, every other week on a tiny revolution, allowing myself a little bit more space to um, pour into the cohort, which just started this past Wednesday, and it was so amazing. Um, and I'm, I'm taking 21 people through um, a process of learning how to get back in touch with the body, learning how to hear their inner voice, their true voice, the voice of God, the voice of spirit within them. Um, and I'm also like trying to work with them to help undo a lot of the bullshit that maybe they learned along the way. So, um, you know, if you wouldn't mind, if you're someone who lights candles or prays or whatever, like send us some vibes because I really, I really feel good about this group and I really feel, I don't know, just so much love for them already. So if you're one of those people and you're listening, I love you. Um, uh, so that's one announcement. We're going bi-weekly. Cohort started. If you are interested and you want to still talk about possibly uh, participating in the future, the waitlist is starting now, baby. So you can do that by um, A, you can sign up for a discovery call with me and we can go ahead and talk about it. And then maybe even like we can get you uh, signed up um, and started in the springtime because we are gonna be doing the cohort in the spring, probably starting end of February. So just like check your calendars if you wanna do it. It's not, you know, but I'm I'm just thrilled. Uh, so you can do that, or you can also just sign up for my newsletter at thekevingarcia.com slash subscribe. Um, as per usual, Patreon community is popping off. We're actually gonna be gathering as a community at the crowded table on the 23rd that is tomorrow if you're listening to this on the day it comes out on friday and that's going to be on youtube and facebook um and instagram live if they'll ever let me back on but i'm currently banned from doing lives because i said the word i said faggot on the internet okay i said it and i don't i don't regret anything uh, but that's another discussion for another time right all right Getting into it, let me pull up Stacy's bio real quick. And the reason I wanted to pull up her stuff is because the credits, baby, are just delicious. Stacy lives in Chilliwack, British Columbia in Canada, works over in Vancouver, and has been paid to draw and color children's cartoons since 2011. Recently, she started illustrating and writing kids' book, and it's become her new passion. And when not drawing, she is hiking around British Columbia biking, yogging, as they say, staying up late, sharing cups of uh, really strong coffee. She also loves having conversations about faith and queer issues, classic Hitchcock films, um, Tim Hortons, uh, and a bunch of other lovely things. And in this conversation, we really get into the nuts and bolts of like why this project was so important to her and also like why it's still important even now to continue to tell queer faith stories, especially, you know, if you're like you and me and you're listening to this, you're likely coming from some sort of Christian background. So telling queer Christian stories is still important. Um, even though on the days when I don't want to call myself a Christian, I haven't been calling myself a Christian lately, but oh, sometimes I wonder, you know, if it if it quacks like a duck and you'll see me kind of getting into this um, in the conversation. So please grab a cup of whatever feels delicious to you and let's enjoy this conversation with my new internet friend and hopefully collaborator stacy chomiak I'm so pleased to be with you. Um, and also just like, we don't have to start the interview like straight off the bat. Yeah, how, are you, how are you feeling today? You doing okay? Yeah, yeah, good. Wednesdays are busy for work, work-wise. It's our, our present to DreamWorks day. So that's 
that's done. So, so this is like, I was looking forward to this after, uh, you know, the serious meeting. So I've been excited. Mm, How are so you? Glad. I feel good. I've had a really lovely day. Um, um, I was going to have a seven 30 call and then they canceled and I'm just like, so <laughs> I already cracked open a truly because I'm just like, nice. it's five o'clock somewhere girls. Oh yeah. Um, Amazing. Yeah. So I'm having a, I'm having, I'm truly having a great day. Oh, also, awesome. can you tell me how to pronounce your, your, your last name? Yes. It's Ukrainian Chomiak. Chomiak. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Stacy Chomiak. Yeah, that's right. Got it. Um, I'm so glad like, I keep, I kept seeing your book pop up over around Instagram and it said, uh, and a gay Christian coming of age story, mm-hmm. but it's illustrated. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, here's something that's actually never been done before. Yeah. Never seen it. And also I have been just so into the idea of children's books lately because of the way that like, of course, like a good children's author is actually writing for the parent. Let's yeah, totally, totally, totally. Um, and I just feel like I'm excited to get your book because I think it's going to hit all those things. But before we dive into that, would you yes. please tell people, how do you introduce yourself at parties or <laughs> at um, any sort of social function you might find yourself at? If you oh. find yourself at social functions. Yeah, well, this last year and a half has been a lot less social yeah. functions. But... How did you used to, or how did, <laughs> so imagine a world where it feels very, very safe and good to be at a social function. Yeah, oh my word, That I hope that comes again. Yeah, I look forward to that. Um, yeah, well, it, this is, a, I guess, an ever-evolving thing. Um, I guess I would say... Like I'm an anim- in animation artist and new author, illustrator, and mom, of course, of, mm-hmm. of two kids and wife, and then friend, I guess would be the last one. But yeah, that's sort of the nutshell of list of titles. Yeah. And you, when you say animation, do you mean like computer animation or just hand drawn? Like what's your, what kind of animation you do? Yeah, that's a good question. We do, um, it's, it's hand drawn, but it's on the computer. So yeah. we use these, I don't know if you can see that there's a screen behind me that's called a Cintiq, which is like a big, it's like a big iPad essentially. Nice. And so we draw stuff on the computer. So I, I but I, I've been working on like preschool shows for like Netflix and DreamWorks oh, cool. and stuff for, for like 10 years. So yeah, lots of drawing for kids. Yeah. So like, look up, look up, look up the scroll on my IMDb y'all. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and also like you, like the thing that got my, like that like connects us is like, gay Christian coming of age story I'm just like in an animated form like I want to know like if you know you can spoil as much as you want but like what's your deal Stace like (laughs) how did you end up writing your story in an illustrated format yeah that is a great question well initially the whole idea from it came actually I was in therapy and they were, mm. you know, as we, as a lot of us gay Christians, we have a long history of going to therapy. A long and history. <laughs> we all need it. Right? History. When, when it has current, current status current, for me. Current history and continued. Uh, me too, me too. Yeah. And I, I had been wanting to do like a, I had been wanting to do like an animated short of coming out and it, it just, it never like mm. materialized. So I was sitting in a therapy session and that we were doing the exercise where you were talking to your younger self in those moments right. where it's like super painful. And just in that moment, I was like, oh, shoot, I should write a book, like a kid's book and like talking to my younger self and sort of helping myself heal. I just thought that would be a really great like format because I've been wanting to sort of transition into books from animation. And obviously, it just seems easier than doing a million drawings for animation. Just doing a few illustrations for a book has seemed more manageable and more accessible, <laughs> yeah, too. Probably. So Yeah. <laughs> so and something for my kids that they could actually see. So so I initially thought, oh, this will be a great picture book. I'll just like Cole's notes my 13-year, 14-year journey and and that'll be fine. So I just started writing the manuscript and I did like a couple concept sketches. And then I thought, oh man, if I want this to go anywhere, I probably need an agent, which I didn't have. So mm-hmm. I just Googled like queer agents, like looking for queer kids book ideas and sent out an email. And like the next day I got a couple emails like oh we're really interested can you talk on the phone which is really quick i i heard it took takes a long time oh yeah because lord knows like i i know so many of my friends out here i'm just like i've never heard back from an agent ever so it's just like it really is like it's one of those like gold like sometimes you strike lightning i know it's it's nobody's fault except the universe maybe i I get yeah and i always feel bad because it's such a ridiculously non-ideal story because to you know like literally the next day and i had two offers from agents and um, so I chose 
one who was queer themselves and just really loved the story. And so they helped me develop it into like more of a, a manuscript, more of a lengthy one. I still had it like as a picture book idea, but they were like, you know, I really see this more of a graphic novel. And I was like, oh, mm. that's scary. Because yeah, that especially means, a graphic like... <laughs> novel has like a whole different yeah, concept to it. It I'm... does. It does. And it, it that to me said like, oh, you have to expand a lot more. Cause it was, I think at the time it was like 1200 words. I was like, oh man, that's yeah. And so they were like, don't worry, you know, we'll get there if we get there. And anyway, I did kind of develop and it went through some editors and some of the feedback was like, this is a great idea, but we should try and target it for teens and it should be, there should be more. Mm -hmm. So we sort of kept developing it, kept developing it. And in the meantime, I did get, um, a deal to do to illustrate a picture book um called rainbow boy hmm. i have it here it's right here rainbow oh yeah That's it's like so cute it's so cute it is super cute it's it's a really cute story i didn't write it but it's a really cute story of like a boy who loves like putting on his tutu and playing with mm -hmm. dolls but also plays with basketballs and so mm -hmm. this publisher really wanted an lgbtq illustrator so i started working on that and at the same time, the editor, I guess, noticed my concept art on my website for, at the time, my story was called Dear Younger Gay Me. Mm -hmm. And so she said, oh, do you guys have a publisher for this book? And um, so my agent and I submitted it to them. And that's how we got the book deal for Still Stays. Mm. So Liz, I, ooh, I love, <laughs> yes, good. <laughs> Crazy, right? You kind of plan that kind of stuff. It just... Happens. sometimes sometimes magic happens like that's yeah. the thing is like uh the way that i was someone was putting it's just like um preparation plus uh plus opportunity equals luck yeah i've heard that too it's that's so accurate yeah exactly because also it's like it's like yeah of course it happened at the time you were ready that's and true it's so, so true like, so I love that. I think that's brilliant and so yeah. your story of still stace you are talking to your younger self and basically, you know, you know, without giving it all away, you mm -hmm. know, what did you need your, what is your younger self? What does she need to know? I think the whole sort of seed of it was that I, you know, for, I wrestled sort of with my faith and sexuality for about 13 mm -hmm. years. And there you was still no, identify as a Christian right now. Yeah, I do. I, I know it's contentious and that. No, no, no. I live for anyone who identifies as anything. <laughs> I know it's getting harder and harder. Let me tell you. But Ooh, you, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. you hear me? It's 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 tricky, but I I'm still sort of I like it because it it opens up conversations because either the Christian community is like what gay or the gay community is like what Christian and I I totally get both, mm -hmm. but I just like it as a conversation starter. So yes, I still do, um, and it's it can be tricky for sure, but. I'm trying yeah. to remember what my initial train of thought was on that. Sorry, um, I interrupted you. I think we were no, talking about um, what did your oh, younger, younger self. self yeah, yeah, what did what yeah, were you going right. to tell her? Um, well, I mean, the whole time I struggled, there were, I mean, I would, you know, was pre-internet when I started. And then when the internet came, I would Google like gay Christian. and They just didn't exist. I mean, the first gay Christian I ever heard of was Justin Lee from mm -hmm. the Gay Christian Network. And that was like 2010, right when I finally was coming out. And so for the whole time, I was like, there's no, there's no gay Christians that I can like talk to is all ex gay people or yeah. straight Christians. Right. And like, those are two totally different. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Cause I was in uh, the ex gay world for a long, yes. long time. How long, how long were you in that for? So I, my dad outed me to my mom when I was like 13. So that was probably 2000 and 2004, 2005. Oh, and man. so it was, and I was in XK something or others for about 12 years. So, oh man, yeah, I, I well, that's a long time. Heyday, the oh, heydays. Yeah, I was, I was in it around, I think it was 2003. I went to like one of their annual conferences in California. And yeah, it was, that was trippy, man. Like, it was Ooh. like, it was talk about like, just like a, a flood of weird emotions. Yeah. Just of like, yeah. okay, I'm being seen for the first time, but also yes. we could, it's like, we can see, but don't ever touch. Exactly. Oh man. I just felt like, um, I, I hate, I kind of hate this word, but it felt so appropriate when I was there. Like mm -hmm. I felt spiritual warfare being there because Previously, I'd only mm -hmm. been to like really evangelical Christian conferences 
And this was like the first time that it felt like that, but everybody was just talking about being gay and then struggling. Let me tell you what, I don't think you're far off. Like if I'm going to be like the yeah. woo girl that I am, I'm just like, <laughs> there was a spiritual warfare. The Holy Ghost was trying to protect all y'all saying, this is bad. Don't believe this. Your body is like getting scared because it's like, we're not safe here. We're not safe here. Yeah. And I'm like, there was some spiritual warfare. It just looked like, you're what you thought you got you're like you had the stockholm syndrome we all had stockholm <laughs> yes, syndrome. totally totally it was so and i was just like this naive like vanilla canadian girl coming in being like hey you know not expecting like i had kissed a guy and a girl that for those throughout those like couple days and it was just it was just mm-hmm. mentally just crazy so um yeah i mean it was important i think to go through but yeah it was that was messy though those whole all those uh all the X yeah. stuff and the X gay stuff. Yeah, because like, and then like once you like, I think I was lucky because I found myself the like I found myself at the Reformation Project for yeah. my first conference ever, yeah. and I found it because I matched with a guy on Tinder who invited me. No way! <laughs> that That's ass. amazing. And then Amazing. that man uh, turned out to be a guy named Brett Trapp who would go on to write this really great blog called Blue Baby's Pink. And Oh, amazing. Yeah. So, and so, and then I got to go to his wedding uh, a couple years later and I was just like, this Amazing. is good shit. Amazing. Totally. Um, oh, but yeah, so it's just like, you know, sometimes like, it's so wild, like how like once like you said, at least for me, I noticed as I started like my coming out journey, like the more I started even entertaining the idea that God was okay with this. Mm-hmm. Like that was like a shifting point for me. That's like, maybe God isn't as angry or as mean as yeah. I've been told. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's exactly what I kept going around and around. It was like, uh, what I've been told and what I feel mm-hmm. are like two different things. But I, I was just such a perfectionist, like, you know, evangelical good girl. I just couldn't, you right. know, give into this like you know the largest of sins if you will oh yeah sort of my upbringing Mm -hmm. that's what all my church teaching was is like this is the worst thing so you know you definitely can't give into it you just keep fighting against it so yeah and your family were they um also evangelical too Mm -hmm. yeah yes i grew up in sort of a long well a longish line of like you know middle class evangelical family going to like a larger church in in winnipeg Canada and where my mom had grown up in and and mm-hmm. yeah so it was I mean and I loved it it wasn't like I hated going or anything mm-hmm. I was like totally immersed and like didn't really know any differently and I was like yeah this is awesome my friends are here mm-hmm. you know everything's here but then when I started struggling like in my teens I was like oh now I don't fit anymore what is what's happening oh god I know that yeah. I remember like like when I went to my first exodus conference and they explained how like the psychology of why you are gay Oh. I was like, oh my god, everything makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm just like, I didn't like, of course, like I'm like 14, 15 years old, so like I don't know shit about actual psychology. Exactly, I know. We're just looking for answers, right? It just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so eventually, like you know, not to you know, spoiler alert, but you said like you know, <laughs> you're married, have children's, and yeah, um. What's the, you know, what's your love story? You know, how'd you meet Bay and how'd you <laughs> end up so gay? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's a double question. Well, that a lot of that is in the book and it, it's uh, tumultuous, if you will. But um, mm-hmm. we met, we met at youth group, actually. Yes! Yeah, I know! I love the youth group to gay spouse pipeline. Yes, totally, exactly. And it's not told enough. And that, that's also why I kind of love my story for teens, because there's, there are a lot of stories that don't have happy endings when yeah. there's like faith involved. So I, I think it's good when there are actually stories that have happy endings. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we met and we were just friends and she, Tam's my wife now, she didn't know she was gay mm. and I was really closeted and had just got out of like a really closeted relationship with someone else at the youth group. And so we were just friends. Oh, for that's year. so like those early closeted oh, things are so hard. I know. It's like this. I mean, you want to talk about spiritual warfare, baby. <laughs> Good yes. God. Yeah. And like the angst and like, yeah, that, yeah, that I did. I did talk more about the, my sort of first relationship in the book, which I think is really important because there are so many like, yeah, those early re- relationships where they're hard enough, like when you're, angsty and teen and like trying to figure out your body and your life but then you're also closeted oh, and like 
it's you, you feel bad about feeling anything yeah yeah it's a it's sort of this cluster of messes and um so i was like yeah i'm sure i'll talk about that more because everyone everyone enjoys that because they can understand that those feelings so mm -hmm. yeah so um yeah so tams and i were just friends for a year and um, like at the end of the year ish i kind of told her like ah uh, you know what like i you feel like a safe christian so I'll tell you, uh, like, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with same-sex attraction. as you know, SSA, I, baby. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't even say it out loud. We should no, shorten it. Totally. It's too shameful. It's we like he has, a, he has SSA. <laughs> totally. It's like a disease for sure. Ugh. Uh, so, yeah. So what I told her, and she was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll totally support you. Like, I, you know, that must be really hard. And then I went, I was like, I think I need to go to this Exodus conference. It's going to help me, you know, with my struggle. And so I went, again, this is a spoiler, but whatever. I, mm. I went to the Exodus conference. And while I was away, Tams like realized that she fell in love with me. Dang. And, and she's like, what am I going to do? I'm like her only Christian support in trying to be straight. And now I have to tell her <laughs> that I have feelings for her and I'm going to make her stumble. So, so Listen, I the drama the yes, drama exactly. yeah we all love the drama so i came back to exodus and i told her like what happened drama i kissed this person kissed that person and um and then she was like yeah i have to tell you something so she was honest with me and then from there we kind of started a mm -hmm. very tumultuous like seven year kind of half closeted mostly closeted relationship wow you better do that whole jacob and laban bit you know <laughs> totally sorry that see that's the kind of like evangelical i grew up it's just I like know. i see it was like seven years oh yeah you worked for it totally it's true it's true. labor labor oh boy it's so true it's so true yes crazy but Long worth it but yeah worth it. yeah i mean yeah i had to take i had to be mm. sure i had to be sure that i like felt peace about who i was before really committing because i just knew otherwise it would just go on and mm. on and on and i would just it would just be a mess. Oh, so. man. If I could put that on, like, any sort of, like, coming out advice for anyone is, like, <gasps> just really, like, try to try to get okay with you first before you bring anybody yeah. else into the mix. Because, oh, man, oh. alive. It's just, like, it feels delicious and wonderful, and I think you should absolutely enjoy that. And just let yourself hold it loosely because mm -hmm. you're growing. And you're... Absolutely. Ugh. Oh, that is, yes, preach that that is so and it's yeah, it's so it's tough, right? Because you're, you're also learning and growing and, and it was just really confusing and figuring out how I felt about mm -hmm. it and how we felt about it. And yeah, it's mm -hmm. an always evolving thing. But, but definitely, it felt amazing to sort of say like, okay, this is definitely me. Now we can move forward to that next mm -hmm. step. Luckily, she's still around. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, and then I'm also just curious about just like the work that you've done before because you said that you've done like been in animation working on kids shows and mm -hmm. whatnot for ever. How did you find yourself in that world? Because my brother used to work um, in Hollywood for different studios on like Transformers and all oh, those cool. big shows yeah. or all those big um, movies and shit. Oh, cool. So I'm always just curious. I'm just like animators are like y'all find yourself. I'm like, how did you get there? Because it's always interesting. Because usually it's yeah. like I was working at Chick Fil A for about five years until somebody had a contract for me. Right, exactly. It doesn't happen that way. No, that and that's kind of a thread in the book too, which is why it's cool that that the art part of it could sort of be explained. But I mean, I just always loved drawing, and I always loved animation. Like I think mm -hmm. from kindergarten and. Um, I just always knew I had to work in that industry somehow if I could. So I, I did go to school for four years to get an animation degree and then um, just decided to move to near Vancouver, BC, where we're living now. And um, after we got engaged, mm. moved here and then had my degree and then started applying in places. And that was 2011 when I started working in this industry. So, yeah, it's been just, you know, I can't complain. I just draw for kids all day and and get paid for it so that's so dope <laughs> yeah and it's, it's cool so when as you were like developing i'm curious like for you what came first the i think you already said that, like the main like did the words come first or did the illustration like the images come first for you for or my did book? They just all, yeah or did it all just come mm. at once mm. yeah that's a good question because in every project i'd done previously which was like animation or i mean you know sort of illustration based i think I think when I was sitting in that initial like session with my therapist, like I, I think the visual came first and I, I saw 
myself like sitting on my bed like surrounded by all the different bible translations that i had like just looking up the word homosexuality in all the different bibles and i just thought like oh that's a good that's a good illustration and yeah that was the first thing that came to me as sure. soon as you said that i'm just like i did that yes exactly I was, like, I was like i gotta see what do they all say exactly like, we all did that in every like maybe the message is different because it's more current maybe it'll be like it'll say that it's okay yeah and it's like and that's like where they really don't teach you is like yeah. none of these english translations even come close sometimes and like yeah and also like i don't think at least for me like i never was taught beyond like you know i was like to, to, to like uh, something that like I learned in college was like you need primary sources, right? Mm-hmm. And I never like questioned like what are the sources that I have in this Bible? Where did this come from? How did we get this? And we were never taught how we actually got the Bible. We just had it. That's true. You know, we never taught how like the church came to be what it is. We just knew it was always this way. That's totally true. I know. And and when you're like 16, 17 and you're not, you know, I'm not studying the Bible. I went to public school and but at, at church, they're saying like, you know, all of life's answers are in here. Anything you need to know, like they're in here. And so I'm like, well, this obviously has got to be in here too. <laughs> I'll just keep looking at all the different translations. But mm-hmm. yeah, so that that came first. I think there's a couple of illustrations um, that I did. And then kind mm-hmm. of I wrote sort of that story from there. Mm. I'm curious for you, as you were working like in your own personal, like what was the, when you were working in your life, through the question of like, is this okay for me to be gay and Christian? Mm-hmm. What what was the thing that finally convinced you? That was like, this is this is right. This is okay. Like I know yeah. that I'm I'm loved, and this is not only good but holy. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's the thing that everybody wants to know for sure because it's it's the toughest thing, and I I think it can be and usually is something different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was so focused on trying to figure out like the translation of those those clobber verses that everyone says like, well, yeah, I, I want to support you. I want to believe you. I want to encourage you. But it says it here, you know, it's black and white. And so I would keep coming back to that. But at the end of my sort of 13 years, I sort of realized like, I I feel like I have a relationship with Jesus or, or God, whoever mm-hmm. it is. And I've been asking everybody else like christians what they think of it but i've never actually asked like jesus what do you think of this hello and, yes and sort of like in my mind or actually I, I did on paper like list the aspects of my relationship with tams that that were good and like reflective of like a sort of christ-like relationship and thinking like what is it about this that he wouldn't want for me or that i wouldn't want for me if it was mm. a guy with all these things i would of course be jumping up and down and I basically sort of said, like, ask God into this relationship. Like, instead of asking everybody else, I was like, you hey. have to ask God into this. And it's crazy. And and it's, I mean, it's there's no other way is to it, describe it. Is it crazy or is it absolutely the thing that happened? Yes, it, it exactly was. And it, what happened, too, is, like, in those 13 years, I seriously felt, like, anxiety and chaos in my body. And mm. after asking that, that question... I literally felt like physically felt peace, like coming to my body. Come on. Yeah. The peace that passeth understanding. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so for me, it wasn't like I got theological answers, but the peace that I was given that day and that still remains in that place is what mm. I went to. Mm. Yeah. That gave me the goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's like, that's it. Um, something Candace Zubernat, um, she is a queer lesbian therapist out yes. in California. She runs the, the yes, Christian closet. Her. Yeah. Oh, what a babe, what a doll. She said, um, like in an interview we did one time, she was like, what was the thing that brought me to Jesus in the first place? Was it not just this feeling, this feeling yeah. of being held, this feeling of like this same feeling that I experience when I allow myself to believe that God loves me. Exactly. unconditionally yeah like that's like that's what i felt and it was the same like when you were saying that like a peace came over me and i physically felt it i'm just like <sighs> i'm just like here here's the deal is like that that where the spirit of the lord is there exactly. is what there's liberation there is freedom, freedom. there is release there Absolutely. is a lightness to it mm-hmm. there's the lifting of burdens mm-hmm. and there is the fullness of joy mm-hmm. and Every time I tried to fight against that, this this piece, all I felt was terrible. Mm-hmm. 
But then I just f- suddenly let go of like this thing. And all of a sudden I had room for all this other shit, totally. all this other goodness. Ugh. Totally. Exactly. That is exactly it. And it was, it was almost like I felt like God turning toward me and like, you know, I felt like he was sort of pursuing me mm-hmm. that whole time. And then I finally turned around and was like, oh yeah, you've been here the whole time and you've been okay with it. I just haven't been because everyone else told mm-hmm. me I shouldn't be. And yeah. yeah. So, I mean, still from there, like, like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was like, I have like the, the vision I had, it was just like, God is just like, oh yeah, you, you fine. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> exactly. What do you want? And so we're over here all freaking out. He's like, what? He's like, it's fine. Yes. Like, do you, what do you want to eat for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But like that kind of release of just like, it feels like both like a delightful embarrassment. I'm just like, huh. Mm, Totally. And then just like, ugh, Uh, I like it. Yeah. I have emotions in my eyes now. (laughs) And it's, it is like, I mean, it is spirituality. You know, when, when we're like, we, we learn these things that are like written down on paper and we sing these songs and we get together. But what is the spirit of the Lord like saying to your body, mm-hmm. saying to your soul that those are things that can't be explained. And yes. that, that is what I sit on. And, and there's still obviously people in my life, family that don't agree, but at least I operate from that place of peace. And I'm like, it's okay. If you don't agree, that's not going to change mm. the way that I feel because that's a mm. gift to me. Yeah. And it's also like, I don't need you to agree with me for me to be happy. And I don't need you to believe the same things as I do to be happy. But it's very apparent that you need me to believe the same way you do to be happy. And that's very upsetting for you, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's Yeah, that is is a tough, tough thing. It's a tough thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um... If you were like, I don't know, I work uh, sometimes with this lovely youth group called Beloved Arise. So if you're listening to this and you're a queer youth yes, out I there. Yes, I follow them. I love that. Uh, it's a queer youth group that meets online. They have multiple meetings a week. So whatever oh. your time zone, even overseas, they actually have like an international group. Amazing. So it's like uh, people in like Italy and Africa and oh, Southeast amazing. Asia. And I'm like, I cannot wait for this thing to just continue to blossom into a global ministry and be the the queer, the queer young life. Yes. Yes. Oh man. I love that. Um, uh, but I just like, every time I, I talk to them, I'm just like, I'm always sharing just like a little portion of like where I was at their age. And I'm just like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, I don't know for so many of those people, they're just like, it's like, this is the only space I have. Yeah. to be myself and like that for me just like i don't know so it's like that's why i'm excited about this book i'm excited about again like there's never enough resources yeah. you know there's never enough like healthy stories of queer spiritual folks yeah um, absolutely i know i i remember the first time i went to like a gcn conference or gay christian network which is now qcf right but the first time i went it was like it was mind blowing because Mm -hmm. it you know again my only experience was like yeah like straight christian evangelical conferences and then ex-gay conference and then gcn which i just remember we were rushing from the airport it was in orlando i think 2010 and we like opened this the door to like the main room and they're already into worship and i i was like almost knocked over with like the feeling of like god's presence in that space and it was just yes it was like oh it was so unbelievable and i the first thought i had was i just wish like my family or people that don't believe that like gay christians can exist would just come in this space and Mm -hmm. you can't deny that feeling of like god's presence being there that's exactly and that to me like I mean, like, that's the thing about it is, is that like so many people's experiences of God are all about like this head knowledge. And then like, I did the right thing. I was supposed like, I did the right thing. And I still ended up in this shitty place. And I'm mad at God. And I'm just like, yes, it's like, I understand. And I get that you're angry with God. And I also want to tell you that it perhaps there is another experience that you could have because I don't Mm. know who we were. I don't know who we were following before. But like, I'm just saying that like, maybe, maybe there's a different way to try and experience God. I'm not going to say that it wasn't God. You're doing your best, but Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. When I walked into the GCN conference for my first time, I think was fall 2015 was my first conference. Yeah. I walked in that space and 
I was still like coming out of Pentecostal world and I could be as Pentecostal as I needed to be. <laughs> right. And, um, right. and then it's just like being able to like, it was like, I w- I'm in my body and I'm unashamed. Mm-hmm. And that to me was just like mm-hmm. the coolest thing ever was yes. just like, I can just be silly and goofy and learn. And like, I went to everything I could. I was like, oh, soaking too. it up. Me too. Soaking I was up. like, I was just like, like floating the whole time, just like mm-hmm. meeting people and just connecting and just feeling, yeah, just feeling like a, a new level of freedom that I didn't know existed by being it's like feeding off of everyone's vibrations of just feeling mm-hmm. like you were, you knew you were beloved in that space. Yeah. You know? And like, um, one thing I love, there's a, the, of course in Miracle says like an idea becomes stronger when it's shared. Mm. And that's why I think gathering in spaces like conferences and, you know, why I think also for me, I, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't call myself a Christian, but I still lead worship at a queer trans black led Baptist church. So like riddle me Amazing. that. Amazing. So, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, speaking of, I need to go like make the worship document for Sunday because, um, <laughs> Amazing. I usually forget to do that. Um, don't text me, Darcy. I will do it, okay? Um, <laughs> but uh, it, there's something about coming together and collectively affirming mm-hmm. like our humanity that, hey, some of us are struggling in this place. Some of us mm-hmm. feel really good right now and are thankful. Some of us don't have no money to pay our bills. Some of us have more than enough. Yeah. And we're going to take care of each other because that's what we do as a community. And we're going to hold space for it all. And also... You know, at least for our community, I feel like the touchstone is like we, even if we don't hold the Bible as like this prime, you know, biblical, was it basic instructions before leaving Earth? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> even if we don't do it that way, like we still are, we hold it as a touchstone, like, you know, mm-hmm. like look at it in radical new ways. Yeah. And I feel like we come together, we share these ideas. And so like when I get to preach, like my number one whole point of any sermon is like, you have access to God's presence. Mm. And then we practice that together. Like, you know, we practice meditation together. We practice mm-hmm. silence together. And I'm yeah. like, a lot of time, like, at least in my experience so far, is that there's a lot of people, queer and straight, just anyone who's like in the deconstructed world, uh, or like questioning faith where they think that spirituality is still limited to what we left behind. Mm-hmm. And really I'm just like, it's actually, it's bigger and more delicious. And just like, they're like, like you and I, I feel like we were talking about, like we had this experience of yeah. peace. Yes. This, and I would say that peace is God. Absolutely. Yeah. It's that long ramble. But no, I, no I not say, at like all. We have an experience and like, that experience when shared, when we when one says you're you are not only able to have this, but you're entitled to this, and not right. just few and far between at conferences or at worship sets, but every breath and every moment. Mm, love it. I yeah, entitled and and that that was like a new thing for me too. Like not, you know, not that yeah, God accepts this, but God celebrates this. And that mm-hmm. you're celebrate this is like a, a beautifully original and a new part of yourself that you can actually yeah you can celebrate it and how does it help you view mm. the world you art and view people and view your faith and how does it enrich it instead of sort of yes. hiding it and trying to cover it up and and camouflage it so that people are comfortable with it right oh my god you will never like we like i think uh coming out for me taught me that like wow like I know that I was a lot before but i did not know how small i was playing <laughs> yeah yes yeah, I mean, I love your posts, like just all the stuff that you like, all the different ways you express yourself. And like, I mean, I think it's beautiful. And that's, I think everybody needs to, how do they express themselves and embrace that and say, this is like part of me. This is all parts of me that mm-hmm. I can feel like I, I can be free to express. And it is all beautiful. And, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just like, you know, holding ourselves tight and trying to not take up space in the world. And, right. you know, like, like we're taught, I think, in, in the Christian community sometimes Mm -hmm. i wanted to share um just a quick little image um with the with the with the people i hope it i mean i gotta click this button turn it on oh come on in this is there she is oh yeah still stays (laughs) this is the book coming to you very very soon my gay christian coming of age story um i want to know for people who are going to pick this up 
what do you hope is like, you know, what's the takeaway that like, if you like, if there's like one thing people walk away with this, what do you think is, it needs to be? Oh man. One thing. Well, I hope they like the art cause I, I'm a perfectionist <laughs> about that. And it took me a long time, but I, I hope that, I mean, it's gore. I mean, just look at the material mama. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it's a struggle as a perfectionist artist. It's, it's tough to like your own work, but I am really happy with how it turned out. I, for the story, I, I think, I hope that people will find themselves, even if they're not gay at all, even if they're not Christian at mm -hmm. all. I just hope that they'll find their own bravery, their own courage, their own authenticity, and mm -hmm. see how they can step into more of themselves. And mm. that's what I really, really hope for people when they come to the end. Like, how else yeah. can I be more of me so that I can be more of me for the world? yes come on now <laughs> i'm gonna tell you what i i fucking like you a lot ah, i love you buddy i think you're really cool i think you're like delicious and fun to talk to oh, and like i've already got i'm just like wow like let me throw some ideas at you because i seriously do i it. just like seriously? i'm ready for a collaboration I station say, i was gonna say let's do something we need yes let's Y'all didn't y'all didn't come to for our pitch meeting, so we'll end it now. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I just the thing I just like dig about hanging out with you and just what I've noticed so far is I just like I like the thing that I want for every single one of our like queer peers out here and mm. queer fam is like I tell people all the time, just like I the only thing I care about is keeping queer people alive. Yeah, like, absolutely, absolutely. I don't know what it is. I'm why I'm getting so sentimental. No, it's just that's like I, it. That's it. That it's is like it. I think I think about all these beautiful people out here from all ages who are either mm. like young teens or young persons, all the way up to like I had a friend of mine who said, "Yeah, I just had a talk with a man who's 59 years old, mm. uh, just came out, is just now you know having to you know uh, end his marriage, and it was a Pentecostal pastor." Oh my word! And so I'm just like, and he was like talking about it. it's just like yeah like i know it sounds dramatic but i had to come out otherwise i wasn't going to be able to continue living i'm just like actually yes. that's the least dramatic thing no that is just truth and that, that is the thing that that's why you know when people say like wh why do you have to tell your story why do you have to tell these details and that is exactly it yes it's because it, it people don't want to live because the struggle is so massive yeah. And it is important that we show that we exist and that you can be happy and you can be who you are and who God made you to be. And yes. you can live this life that you're given. Yes. You don't have to give up. And it is, it is the most important thing. That's why yeah. I just, I do hope that whoever needs it most gets yeah. it. Absolutely. Oh, and that, like that feeling right there to be, it's like your life is, you know, I had a friend of mine who like started thing hurts. Like thing was like, you're so worth it. Like your life is so worth living. Mm, yeah. Like, and like every, like, I will tell you, like, and like you and me both can like attest to it. Like you, like, you know, unfortunately so many of us have to give up things in order I know to be who we are. And I yeah. tell you what, I have gained so much more mm -hmm. on the other side than I ever lost. Absolutely. And, and that's also, I think just like, it's like, yeah, there are hard things. There are things that like you maybe have to let go of for a short mm -hmm. time, but that doesn't mean that. I mean, as a good Christian, I believe in resurrection. So dead things come yes, back to life yes. all the time. That's come right. On. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing too that like I do touch on in the book is like you said, we, I don't think a lot of like straight people, Christians, whoever recognize that there's so much grief in our oh, journeys yes. is that, you know, for me to come out, I, I embrace this massive peace and I felt so authentic in myself, but to do that, I had to then say, this is who I am in the world. And that means that the collateral damage is that if I want to get married, it means that my family won't be there. Mm -hmm. And so while I can celebrate the actual getting married, I still had to massively grieve the fact that my family wasn't there. And mm -hmm. those are things that I think we as gay Christians, a lot of times have to balance. Like, how do we embrace that joy mm -hmm. and, and then reconcile, reconcile that grief that comes alongside it? And mm. that's, that's in a lot of our journeys, like having kids, it was a sort of similar thing. Like people weren't happy about it. And it, it's, that's, that's yeah. so crazy to me. Why are you mad at someone for having a baby? <laughs> I, I know it's because when people think you're operating out of a place of sin, 
you don't want to infect those innocent children with that idea of like that's <laughs> but that's that that's the where those they're operating from. Innocent children. I'm like, well, you don't actually believe those children are innocent because you believe in original sin. <laughs> exactly. So like, so like you don't even believe that. Like yeah. Girl, that's another thing too. That's another thing too. It's just like that's all we'll start a different podcast all <laughs> yeah. about called make it make sense for me yeah call me and back we'll, yeah yeah we, we have a list of things going yeah just like our, our grievances with our, yeah. our family's faith <laughs> totally totally but but that's the thing is like i love connecting on those spaces of like, we have this unspoken like connection where we know mm-hmm. we have we have lost stuff we have gone through stuff Mm-hmm. And that sort of knowledge and shared history and shared connection is, is like so beautiful. In yeah. That is something I love. It's just like, I got, I always tell people, I'm just like, I have to end up with, I won't say I will end up with like some kind of like ex-evangelical weirdo. Cause just like <laughs> we're out here, but like, if most of my humor is like very niche and based <laughs> in like weird, obscure Bible passages that no, like, yeah. I mean, I went like I went on a date with a guy one time who had none, none of the, none of the baggage, none of the drama, oh, yeah. and I would just make some random thing. I'm just like, ugh, yeah, that's a burning bush right there. And he's like, what? I'm like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's really obvious. Yeah, yeah. it's not as fun. I mean, it's just great to throw those in, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Anyways, I um, I don't want to keep you past time, and I just feel like this is a delicious place to like punctuate yes. it. Yes. So, uh, the book is called Still Stace. Uh, my my gay coming. Cri- mm-hmm. I fucked up the. I fucked up the the thing. My it's gay long. Christian it's coming long. of age story. I'm like my Christian gay coming of age story, or the other it way works around. Too. Yeah, because there's no such thing as a gay Christian. So right, 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 right. Exactly. right. Um, please tell humans on the internet where they can connect with you, find your work, and get your book, etc. Yes, um, the book is available sort of anywhere online. Although I please uh, encourage you to go to your independent bookstores. They all need the business. Um, and then online, like my blog and everything, stacychomiak.com and I'm on Instagram, Chomiak S and my art is Stacy Chomiak art. So I'd love to connect with anybody, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks you for being here. Um, and the book comes out the October 22nd, correct? 19th. October 19th. That's why we're <laughs> gonna put it out before that. <laughs> Amazing. And that was my conversation with Stacy Chomiak. What a wonderful, powerful, delicious human. Um, the book is called Still Stace. It's available wherever fine books are sold. Please go patronize your local feminist and or queer bookstore or just local bookstore in general um, as you can when you can, just because it really helps us out. Um, yeah. And also, please go review Still Stays if you've purchased it um, anywhere. Reviewed on Goodreads, reviewed on Amazon. Um, and let people know because it's really good for um, the first week of, uh, of books to get those kind of reviews in. Um, what else? How else can we support? You know, follow Stacey across social media. Um, all those links are going to be in the show notes. And yeah, I think that's it. As per usual, this podcast is supported by the amazing uh, Patreon community that I help um, curate called The Crowded Table, a different kind of spiritual community. So if you are out here wanting to support the show, as well as invest in a community that is investing in new ways of practicing spirituality beyond, you know, typical Christian norms, maybe join up. It's on a sliding scale from 11 to $33 a month. And it, uh, it helps support this show. It helps support the ministry, if you want to call it that, the work of creating more progressive faith spaces. So if you loved it, support it. That would be my wish. Um, I love you very much. And I am now going to go to meet my trainer who's going to kick my ass just a little bit, probably. Anyways, I love you. Have a great day. And until next time, everyone, take your meds, call your person, shake your ass a little bit, eat something delicious, rest when you're tired, and make sure your Do Not Disturb is on when you're recording a podcast. (laughs) Bye, y'all.